favorite Radiohead song? I don't. I don't have one. Viva la vida. <laughs> okay, real I, I, talk. I What's your guys' favorite Coldplay song? Clocks is fucking. Clocks. Clocks is dope. Dude. I know that on Clocks the piano. I know that on the Like, have you ever heard, like, anything yeah. off of X and Y? No. That might no. be their best album. <laughs> you know, I don't listen to Coldplay and I don't listen to I love, radio. I love algebra. <laughs> I love algebra, so I'm into that. Yeah. Yeah. I once heard a Talking Heads song. That was pretty tight. That's cool. Is that the same thing? I guess the days go by. I know. That's like the song that like people know. No, that's uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that that goes to show uh, how I guess basic it is. Uh, you're not. You're not wrong. You're Talking not wrong. Heads isn't even English, though. Uh, actually, the lead singer is Scottish. Not a yes, Talking Heads. The lead singer of Talking Heads is Scottish. He was born in He's Scotland. He's not. Okay. I'm looking it up. I'm wrong. Uh, Tom York. His fucking name is York. <laughs> Yeah, York. Wallace has sacked York. So while we're talking about it, David Byrne, the Scottish American singer, songwriter mm-hmm. <laughs> of Talking Heads. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. Born Dumbarton, Dumbartonshire, Scotland. Dumbartonshire. Right. He was born on September 19th, 1942 in Minneapolis, Minnesota. He is a psychiatrist and adjunct <laughs> professor emeritus in the Department of Psychiatry and Behavioral Sciences at the Stanford University School of Medicine. So I'm glad you're on Indeed.com. <laughs> David D. Burns. This, right. is, this is him, right? This is David Burns. <laughs> <laughs> let me see. Let me see. Oh it kind of looks like him. Yeah, it's a little bit like yep, David Burns. Yep, that's him. That's the one. That's the one. You got it. Crushed it. Looks like Mr. Burns more than David Burns. Okay, all right, boys. Uh, not far off from what David Byrne looks like right now. So that's what I'm saying, dude. It's, it's a weird. perfect. Uh, it's a perfect resemblance. Okay. It's like a doppelganger. Welcome back to Sci-Fi Cross Sections, a weekly podcast dedicated to everything science fiction. It's me, your sci-fi boy, Colin Brandon, and with me tonight is... I'm Ben Young. I'm Bill Jarvis. Andrew's back. And tonight, we actually have a special guest with us. Uh, You want to go ahead and introduce yourself, sir? Uh, My name is Chris Kulik. And tonight, we are talking about Godzilla vs. Kong. Uh, the reason we have a special guest tonight is because this is a special request from our friend Chris, a friend of the podcast. 
And we were more than happy to oblige because I'm pretty sure we were all excited to watch this fucking movie. So um, he's also like the biggest Godzilla fan I think we know. If it, if comes close to Mitch, maybe, but yeah, very close. I don't know. I had a roommate who was a pretty big Godzilla fan. I don't well, know. we don't I mean, know. They're him. they're out there, but I, Chris, I feel like for me is my resident uh, Godzilla expert. So uh, okay, so Godzilla versus Kong was directed by Adam Wingard. Screenplay, screenplay, screenplay by Eric Pearson and Max Bornstein. That's my favorite ply. Ply, yeah. Mm -hmm. It is starring Alexander Skarsgård, Millie Bobby Brown, Rebecca Hall, Brian Tyree Henson, Shunaguri. I don't know. Do you guys want me to keep going? Well, you're forgetting the two stars. Oh, Godzilla and... King Kong? Yeah. Kingus Kongus. Oh, sweet. And uh, without giving away spoilers, we'll, we'll just stop there. Anybody want to take a guess at the budget here? Chris probably already knows it off the top of his head, but... $89 million. I'm going to say, I'm gonna say about $120 million. Not bad. Not bad. I say 100. 100? We're all in that range? I think it was like 180 around something 180 like that. so it's it says between 155 and 200 so we'll just say 180 is probably where it was Chris right. is crushing yeah. it yeah you guys <laughs> crushing it all crushing right boys it. ready for this box office 285.8 million already oh, they actually boy. made money wow. they actually made money this is crazy money. this that's was crazy. Crazy. HBO Max sales. no that's just no, that's just box theater. office oh they, they only they count box money. office sales on that that's awesome it did break the record for uh, um, like HBO Max. It got four million streams uh, in four days. Jesus, so their biggest, the biggest thing that they've had. Guys, yeah. this might be the most yeah, but... successful movie in like the last three years. Yeah. You know, yeah, seriously. You know, like we all listened on our last episode when I like begged people to go to the fucking theaters for this, and I like to think. I'm responsible. You did it. You did <laughs> it. Absolutely. You brought you, you brought theaters it. back. You, know, you, you brought the movies back that prove that only 30 people you listen to this show. <laughs> You're the one who reached the four million. It's called viral. Saves, He's viral. You okay. Saves but sci-fi. You saved Hollywood. You saved uh, Warner Brothers. AMC. Well, hang on. Hang on. Uh, you, you, you guys. Yeah. You guys are flattering me, truly. But I wanted to say that truly <laughs> Godzilla. Saved popcorn. <laughs> I saved popcorn, but truly Godzilla and kong saved movies i think they really did and i'm not saying this like hyperbolically like this is proof like all the news headlines that were going around it's like highest pandemic sales highest pandemic box office 280 million is fucking insane like mm -hmm. for 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 the for the nature of what it is plus for just how long it's been out for a general blockbuster like that's good like this oh, yeah. is this movie <laughs> is gonna go down as one of the most culturally important movies in Hollywood forever, and I love that. <laughs> so, so, Chris, so, so normally when we do the box office, because it's a mm -hmm. sci-fi podcast, it's always well short of the budget. Yeah, it's like, like well, well short, short of the budget. It's usually yeah. a commercial failure. Mm -hmm. um, so when I saw this, I was literally just like, oh, "Thank God for the peasants," because without them, <laughs> this movie could not exist. <laughs> <laughs> they, they literally already like this movie is easily going to triple its fucking budget during its run easily yeah 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 i think i think it's a it's it's a sign it's a signal to um 
to production companies, right? I mean, it's like we can do this. Like right. we can yeah. make movies now. It's time. To, it's time to go. The world's yeah. finally coming a little back to normal. I'm scheduled for my vaccine on Friday. Yeah. Like, let's go. Yeah. Will Dune get this shit when it eventually comes out? Who knows? But well, it's, only if it's, things in it. It's Dune. If there's one thing it's we know about Dune. highbrow sci-fi, and it <laughs> doesn't normally Dune. meet the cut. But okay. It's not Star Wars, it's Dune, okay? <laughs> it, it, certainly, it certainly is no Godzilla versus Kong, and yeah, we can say no. that 100%. And I would love to do a comparison between the two when that movie comes out. I think that there would be a direct one-to-one -one comparison on that. I think we should do it. <laughs> um, okay, so, before... Um, oh, fuck, I don't know. I guess we could just... Ben, can you tell me what this movie is about? Yeah. Not that I need asked. to know, but I would... I was worried we were going to brush past this, because I've worked very hard on this. <laughs> Let's get like that trailer music in here, Miller. I'm like, literally gonna like play the theme music. song to Donkey Kong Country. <laughs> <laughs> or give, give me, give me do, the Godzilla do, theme. Do, do, I'm glad do, they brought do, the Godzilla do, theme do. back. All right. Monkey <laughs> punch lizard. <laughs> it's Godzilla versus Kong. <laughs> Damn. What else do you need to know? Like, yeah, I'm, crushed it. I'm not going to tell you about all the fucking human shit that happened. It's not important. Yeah. Crushed it. Yeah, that's literally like the least important aspect of the entire movie. Yeah, I think my mother will agree with that synopsis. It was great. <laughs> and honestly, I have nothing wrong with that synopsis. That sold me on going to see the movie. Yeah, Loved it. And here I am talking about it, so dissecting it and we're going to tell you what we think about it very shortly okay we should do so, that every episode yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm, okay mm -hmm. so that might be a good format that, that actually might propel us to uh, the top of the podcast might charts see that eventually yeah so well we're, look out lore we're coming after you aaron Mankey. no oh, aaron adam wingard Mankey. um so <laughs> what it's not what his name is Adam Wingard? That's His fine. name's Aaron Mankey. There's a different guy called Adam Wingard. <laughs> but Shut when up, you put Andrew W.S. Miller. Okay, so I'm not going to lie, guys. Wingar. Anyway, I didn't watch the last Godzilla film. I didn't either, actually. Shame on or you. Or the Kong movie. I, I leaned over to I Ben in the theater. I also did not see the Kong movie. And said, um, which, what, um, is this a direct sequel to... Um, Peter Jackson. Anything, and he's like, "Yeah, it's a direct sequel to two movies." And I'm like, "Shit." I mean, well, I, I actually found out because I haven't seen Kong Skull Island either. I found out that Kong is, takes place in the '70s, so like none of the characters that's in Kong Skull Island are actually in this. Mm -hmm. So, except oh, yeah. Kong, of course. And apparently, there's a King Kong movie that wasn't directed by Peter Jackson in the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, was there any uh, was there any precedent for? King Kong being like captured by the humans and living in that containment. Well, that's all from King of the Monsters. Oh, so well, they show that in King of the, the Monsters. The storm that's surrounding that like like destroyed the island pretty much. That's from Skull Island. Yes. Mm -hmm. So there's this a storm like around the island that would trap ships and stuff in it. Um and then it got worse. And that's why they contained Kong. 
Well, okay. correct me if I'm wrong, Chris, but I thought I, I the storm is bad, but I also thought they were containing Kong because Godzilla was going around killing all the monsters. Yeah, too. yeah, you're right, you're right. From King of the Monsters, yeah. Because at the end of King of the Monsters, we find out that there's like all these monsters out there, and Kong's name pops up on the screen, and mm. like Godzilla is officially challenged for his his throne, basically through in the movie by Ghidorah and Rodan. And, and um, oh, go on. Uh, and as a result, I guess uh, after kicking Ghidorah and Rodan's asses, he's like, "Okay, we're gonna put a stop to this shit," and goes around beating the shit out of everyone. And the uh, the one monster that redacted cuts in half. Um, that's the main like villain monster from Skull Island. Oh, we we can say we can say it all now. There's they, oh, they yeah, know they're getting in for spoilers they, now. They left. They left okay. already. The, the monster that Mechagodzilla slices in half. That's the like the villain, villain monster from Skull Island, the Skull Crawler. Got it. Yeah. Oh, so that's supposed okay. to be like, wow, look at how strong Mechagodzilla is. He's just like, yeah. fuck that. Okay. So I like I, it. I did not understand the importance of the yeah that monster. Okay, that makes a lot of sense now. This is why you should, you know, do your research and watch movies before going into watching another movie. I just wish, I wish, I wish somebody would have promoted uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters. I mean, it's like nobody did. did. Nobody did. Nobody was on Facebook posts saying Godzilla King of the Monsters releasing. I just didn't know, you know. (laughs) <laughs> pretty sure it had a pretty big marketing campaign oh it had yeah. a massive one dude i fucking nah. knew all about that movie i nah. actually don't know how i missed it to be honest no just it was good just didn't fall into the cards i was i was interested i mean i grew up i grew up on all of these kind of these movies my mother like forced me to watch mothra when i was a child okay hmm. that was the quintessential movie she made me watch that that's funny because and- i used to force my mom to watch mothra when I was <laughs> No, I was just, sorry. I didn't mean I thought you were finished. Uh, I was just going to say King of the Monsters is is the most relevant throughout this entire uh, movie. And if we want to dive into it, I was going to say like my favorite. So this is is def- I, I don't think that this was as good as King of the Monsters, in my opinion. I know everyone's kind of mixed on like where they rank. Um, I thought King of the Monsters was super cool, but I loved this movie. Um, the big thing I wanted to mention though, in this film, the thing I loved the most about it was the way they handled Ghidorah, uh, because at the end of the first movie in the post credits scene, Charles dance is revealed to have kept one of Ghidorah's heads. Um, that was actually cut off in like an early battle, even not even in the last battle. Uh, and you know, it's like, oh, Mecha Ghidorah is coming now. This is insane, crazy, crazy, crazy. And at least my my view of it, my interpretation on it, is that this was a clever way to get in Mecha Godzilla and Mecha Ghidorah all at once. Because it's very much like Ghidorah's, you know, we learned that this is still Ghidorah in there somewhere and these neurons controlling it. So, like, it seemed to me that Ghidorah somehow took over once it was juiced with the power of the of the hollow earth and uh, the source, I think the energy is called. And Ghidorah kind of like woke up or some remnant of it woke up and took control of this Mecha Godzilla. 
And I thought that was really clever because it's like, I could see how mainstream audiences might be like, oh, there's two robot monsters now? <laughs> I don't know about that. So like they did a really clever Clearly way to mix it together. So the whole like idea of the skull of King Ghidorah's skull inside Mechagodzilla, um, that's kind of like a callback to the early 2000s Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla movie where the um, United Nations or Japanese Defense Force, whatever, they create a Mechagodzilla with the original Godzilla skeleton. Ooh. And he goes haywire through the middle of the movie. And that's why I got, he's, he's meant to be a good guy. He goes haywire. And then that's why Godzilla fights him. That's clever. So I, I thought it was a reference to that. That's what I picked well, that's, up. Well, that sounds like it would be a reference. Sounds like to a direct that reference point, yeah. for sure. But yeah, uh, so that, one way or another, I thought it was very cool. And and did, did I catch it that it seemed like Mecha Godzilla gave him a laugh when he broke out of the mountain? Did anyone catch that too? Mm hmm. Which I thought was just, I, I, I was like, this is great. This is fucking awesome. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. I love uh, Godzilla's nonverbals, which I guess is all of Godzilla's communication. But uh, after he beats, I'm sorry, spoiler alert, after he beats Kong, he just goes, that's right, bitch. I'm in charge. He literally did Absolutely. that. They so. no, they they do a great job with like really, especially Kong, like because this for me, like I hadn't seen Skull Island, so this was like, you know, you really got to sell me on Kong. They did a great job at turning these monsters into creatures with feelings and like, you know, goals and motivations that you could understand, even though they weren't subtitled, like in that one Godzilla movie. <laughs> I never I saw that one, one, and I don't sure ever Chris want knows. to see that one. Somebody subtitled you, Godzilla. Do you remember yeah. that one, Chris? You know which one I'm talking about. Which one? There's there's the, some the, Godzilla movie where it's like mostly on Monster Island, I think, and like oh. they're talking to each other. Oh, that's uh, Maybe it's Godzilla, Godzilla versus Monster Island. There you go. Um, they uh, yeah, well, yeah, it's like uh, like record scratching, but in the Japanese version, it's comic book bubbles. <laughs> that's great <laughs> but yeah so you know this is a, they did a great job with this this you know you really feel that moment uh when godzilla is stepping on kong where it's like i'm your daddy say it and kong's like fuck you he's like say it he's like oh mothra and then godzilla leaves well i actually for one thought the most powerful and emotional moment was when godzilla was saying home in sign language to the girl. Mm -hmm. Kong, you mean? Did I say Godzilla? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Kong was saying home to the little girl, and then... Um, it's great. They realized that King Kong can actually communicate, um, but he doesn't want to show his vulnerability to the rest of the humans. So that's why he has not been communicating, which I think is fantastic. And... Uh, not that that was ever the uh, the point of it, but I think that's a really cool uh, showing that uh, uh, having to be super masculine and not showing fear yeah. mm -hmm. in uh, our society and actually most human societies, that's they don't you know you you don't do that if you're a man you got to be manly. So 
You especially don't do that but if you're not a giant a monkey. He's a monkey. Yeah, if you're a giant true. monkey, you definitely don't show fear. That's fucking right. Yeah. Yeah. I got to play some Tarzan soundtrack here. Some uh, yeah. Phil Collins. Hey, Phil <laughs> Collins, can you just can you just phone in a soundtrack for us? And he just <laughs> fucking kills it. I, I love that meme. It's like, okay, so it's about a man who grew up in the wild. You know, don't go crazy. And it's like <laughs> Phil Collins on a piano on the beach. Just, like, just changes the music industry. <laughs> I am um, great sound. I wanted to I just wanted to talk about it. So I think a lot of I think the main number one criticism of this movie is that a lot of style and not a lot of substance. Has everybody kind of found that? Is that like people yeah. people, you know, who go to the film who go to the movies for sort of a more like very human story or like a very human sort of subtext, uh didn't really find that with this. And so, you know, there was no I mean, I love the way they did it personally but i found like uh, I, I don't know like a lot of people who are you know who normally go on rotten tomatoes and slam mo- action movies are just kind of like a lot of style not a lot of substance may i what the fuck are they looking <laughs> for in this movie i was about to say <laughs> they did exactly what it was supposed to i'm saying i'm playing devil's advocate here i'm not saying sure, this sure. but okay. yeah it's important to address both sides mm-hmm. um this- yeah go ahead well, no, this movie got like the rare A cinema score. Mm-hmm. So, do you guys know what cinema score is? No. I I, it's, like, uh, it's like one of the Rotten Tomatoes ones, right? But not Rotten Tomatoes. No, obviously. no, no. Oh, okay. It's like um, it's a something the film industry uses. It's like exit polling. Got and it. And okay. so, like A and F are very rare. Um, a B minus or a C is considered failing. Like it's a big deal when a movie gets an F, but uh, it's also a big deal when a movie gets an A. And this was like one of the first movies in a long time that got an A. Mm. So that means audiences like really like it. Yeah. That's and you you cool. know what? You you know why it is too. Like <clears throat> after this last year everyone's had this is what everyone needed. Like people mm-hmm. walked in and they sat down and they enjoyed a fucking movie and Big not only did they fights. enjoy it for the sake of what it is, like, because I strongly believe this, like, you could be like, yeah, you know, it's a, it's it's Godzilla, it's Kong, they fight each other. How can you not like it? But I also think just generally it's very well executed. Like, it's just a very, like, you could have you could have had this movie and it could have been like, yeah, well, you know, what what'd you expect? But I think there is more there, too. Um, obviously, there's going to be the naysayers. Obviously, there's going to be people who are going like, well, you know. There's nothing really, really going on there. And, uh, you know, to that, I'll be like, well, it is still just a monster movie. But I think overall, (laughs) they they executed the just a monster movie immaculately. It's so tight. Like, there's no I've seen it three times now. And there's like (laughs) no part. That's awesome. There's no part. There's no part where I'm like, oh, I can't wait for this part to be over. So this cool part can happen. Mm -hmm. It's just like it's just scene after scene after scene it just flows yeah no i agree and i feel like um i really want to go back because the only the unfortunate thing is that the only screening i could see was uh standard definition i want to see imax for sure i do want to go back to that so ben and i will make a date um so it's perfect at imax yeah i need to see it opening night need to see it especially with the soundtrack the way it is and the the sound in general on this is beautiful i mean the score is just beautiful Oh, every time Godzilla came on the screen, bum, bum, bum. Oh my God. I was like, ah, I was like so pumped. Um, it, 
Yeah. It's worth also noting our theater, I, Colin Miller and I saw it together. Our theater was, they like cranked the sound to make up the fact that it wasn't an IMAX. I don't know if the theater did it or I don't know if that was just the mix, but the, it was loud in there. I was like, oh my gosh, it's almost like we're in an IMAX theater. God, someone's really going to die. Turn the sound down. <laughs> it, was, it was quality too. And actually, and and full full shit. I'm not even being ironic here. This movie deserves a nom for sound mixing, an Oscar nom. Mm-hmm. It 100% does because like you can, like you can hear stuff like fittering around behind you. Like the mix is so fucking good in this. Like when you're in the Hollow Earth and those things are flying around, you can hear it. Uh, when Godzilla is like breaking shit off screen, you can hear it back in like a speaker over there. So like an IMAX, I can't imagine. I'm sure it's even better. But I'm just saying, in a standard theater. I don't usually get that sound experience. So this mm-hmm. was A plus on the sound mixing. If they don't get nominated for, for sound mixing, I will be furious. Yeah. I, Hear that, uh, Nolan? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, Nolan, take notes. <laughs> I'm sorry, what did you say? I um no, no, I I I freaking love this movie. I loved it for uh, what it is, and I also just like you said, I just need to get out and just see a freaking movie where I can just devour an entire tub of popcorn that's that's what i needed do you know what this movie actually kind of evoked in me it was the same feeling i had when i watched the uh the first transformers movie this Mm -hmm. doesn't go to say like all the ones that came after but i went in i fucking knew what i was getting was not disappointed from start to finish they gave me what i was expecting and they spent a lot of money on it yeah and i'm happy also, if you want to talk about the success of Transformers, that first movie made seven hundred and nine million dollars on a like one hundred seventy-five million dollar budget. So, yeah, for sure. I am. I give the masses what they want: giant things uh-huh. punching each other. I people think, will, yeah. and I'm sorry. I just want to get this point in really quick, Bill, and then we'll move on. But I just want to say, people will, and I, and I used to do this too. But after this last year, I, I've changed my stance on it. Like people will shit on the 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 Hollywood punch fest because they're like, well, you just keep cranking these out, and people will just go keep going see, go to see them because that's what they'll do, and you're gonna kill real cinema. But you know what, man? Like like right now, who cares? Like. Now more than ever, I need another Transformers movie. I need more Godzilla. I wish they had five lined up right now just to release every month. Um, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to walk into a. There is. There was a time where I want to walk in and be depressed at the end of a movie. Now is not the time. You know, I want. I want to feel like like I went on a ride and I I left for two hours and and this movie does it. Sorry, Bill, go ahead. No, you're good. I I feel like that's the. I mean, that's really what everybody should expect and feel from this because I, I don't want somebody to go online and be like Godzilla versus King Kong was not the piano. Like, calm down, dude. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> correct. <laughs> you are correct. Shinless was two. Uh, <laughs> monkey versus lizard. Not yeah, a thing. Exactly. No, that's not what we were Monkey looking at here. Monkey versus Schindler. <laughs> I would see that. I would actually see that. Um, I don't. I, and I don't know. There are so many things that it was just like stylistically, it was beautiful. Execution was beautiful. It was just well done, like you said. Um, uh, I want to talk about like. Oh, let's go ahead. Well, so I want to jump into like characters and mm-hmm. casting because I thought they did phenomenal with this entire cast. I thought it was great. Hmm. Yeah, no, um, I agree. Sorry. Oh, fuck. I'm on the wrong. Bill, were you going to say something about casting? No, no. I was going to say I love Skarsgård. He's a cool guy. I like him. That is casting. 
I can never keep all those scars guards. There are a lot. Honestly, no one can keep them straight. Not even the scars guards can keep each other straight. Like it's much more more Stellan or Garvin. This one wasn't wasn't Pennywise, right? No. No. Okay. That was Bill Skarsgård, right? Am I Alexander? Also, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, no. this Skarsgård is not part of that greater Skarsgård family, right? He's a Skarsgård outlier. He's got he's, the... He's, 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 got Scar- the... Oh, he's still Skarsgård's son. Never mind. Yeah. No, no, he's, he, he's a Skarsgård franchise. <laughs> no, there, there really is. There's a Skarsgård franchise. It's awful. It's great at the same time. No, it's not awful at all. They say thank you, Scars Guards. Thank you, Stellan Scars Guards. Thank you, thank you, Scars Guards. You I appreciate all you. of your progeny for giving us all of this wonderful um, stuff. Anyways, Norse actors. Okay, so yeah, we talked about Alexander Scars I thought weird introduction with him being like the closet academic, like down low bottom of the basement to becoming like, oh yeah, I know how to fucking fly this jet. Oh yeah, I know everything about logistics and moving giant, you know, creatures from what an island to a continent. Like it's fine. I, I got this. I got this on lockdown. Which well, honestly, he had resources available to him. I, I know. I'm just saying. Yeah. Was, furthermore, sometimes you just got to make a fucking judgment call. Like, yeah. Sometimes you just got to say, like, put the monkey on the boat. Get the air. Get the biggest boat you got. I'm no, saying that's too big. If we started with Skarsgård being the quirky academic, like stuck in the basement of the university, I kind of wanted him to finish that, but he shed that and went right into, listen, I'm the man with the plan. Stick with me, honey. That's also, I feel like, a character development thing that at the end of the end of it, he kind of, you know, sheds his cowardice or I guess, I don't know, sign language um, for coward. So he, he's brave. Yeah, he's brave, brave. Um, so he sheds his cowardice and sort of like becomes the hero at the end. So, I mean, I don't and, know. And furthermore, is rewarded for it. Like, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, heroic sacrifices in movies are nice, but I, I always like when someone does something potentially deadly and actually comes out of it alive as a result. It's like it's like, yeah, okay. He said he 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 was ready to lay his life on the line for the for the safety of the world and he survived because of it, and that's his reward. Ben, I watch Great. a lot of police procedurals. I love Hawaii Five O. That is every single episode, so I'm there with you, don't worry. <laughs> this guy was ready to sacrifice himself for Hawaii. And he survived. (laughs) Worst state in the union. Oh, that's not even true. Do you see the infant mortality rate of Alabama? Do you see Arkansas? Oh, God. Nope. (laughs) Moving on. Uh, (laughs) A whole bunch of people just tuned out. We can alienate the Japanese. We can alienate the Alabamians. We can do it. pronounced Arkansas. Arkansas. My boy, Martin Simmons, uh, who was played by... Who again? Sorry, I'm looking for his name. Or Walter Simmons, excuse me. Played played by Damien Bichir, oh. uh, who has appeared a lot on our podcast lately. Yeah. He yeah, that guy's fucking quite a bit. sweet. He popped up on um, Blah Blah, uh, the one with George Clooney, Clooney's Alone. Popped up on Chaos Walking. <laughs> Clooney's Alone. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Midnight Sky was the movie. Yeah. Uh, he was good in this. Uh, people are like underdeveloped villain. And I'm like wrong. 
I because I think there's a lot of subtext in there, and maybe I'm fan goggling. Maybe maybe Mark Bacher could be here to yell at me, like I've always yelled at him. But uh, I <laughs> he hasn't seen the movie, so he can't say. Um, I think there's a lot going on with him. I think there's a lot of fear in him. What are you shaking your head about, Colin? I'm I'm just, I'm just gonna disagree with you when. All right. When you're done. Okay, you're preparing your disagreement. Yeah. Well, uh, you better throw that out because you're about to change your mind. <laughs> There's a lot of fear in him. There is a lot of hubris, a thing that I'm a big fan of. Uh, but most importantly, the great thing about this character is how uh, how how uh, in, in in a tale as old as time with Godzilla, uh, a story of man versus nature, as it's always been. He is that side of man, the capitalist side, the exploitation uh, by all means side, the willing to sacrifice everything just to be back on top and and using the excuse of protecting humanity as as a as a as an excuse as a scapegoat. And I, I you know, is it is it a new concept? No. But I appreciated his existence throughout the film uh, to give us some good old anti-capitalist vibes going on. <clears throat> so I agree that that's what he's supposed to represent. Uh, love the actor. Fucking great choice. I don't think they executed it that well. I don't think they had the time to actually show that. All right. And it's not a fault of the movie. You could only shove so much of that into a movie that is literally about Godzilla fighting King Kong and then ultimately fighting Mechagodzilla. You you can't put that in there unless the movie is like twice as long. Okay. Not a fault of the movie, but I yeah. don't think that character also, was ex executed all that well. They also didn't. So uh, Ren Serizawa, the Japanese guy that was with him. Yeah. Mm hmm. That's supposed to be Dr. Serizawa's son from the other movies. Oh, really? Uh, oh. Yeah. And That's they, a big they, deal. They, they don't even mention it in the movie. No. It's in like the, like the comic, like there's like tie-in comics and the novelization stuff. They have that, but they don't mention it at all in the movie. That's kind of upsetting. I would have liked it to just be him then. We could have we could have gotten rid of Simmons and just had I, him. I think that would have been cooler, like to have him be the main villain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a bit of a bummer. Because uh, apparently he joined Apex because his dad was more obsessed with Godzilla than being a father. Yeah. And they don't they don't say that at all. No, the they don't. His dad all. also died because of Godzilla, like indirectly, yeah. but still, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it would have been that would have been a very interesting uh, motivation for for a villain, and so, it would have been would have tied it in personally a lot more, which would have helped mm -hmm. the movie. I mean, I'm not going to insult the movie, but I feel like that's one of those things where they probably could have just set that up more over the span of these movies. But um, part of me feels like they had a rough outline, but they were kind of firing from the hip at certain times. Well, and Chris, you might know this. There Weren't there reshoots <clears throat> and re-edits and such? There was, yeah, this movie was filmed a long time ago. So it's been, um, it's been in the can for a bit. And yeah, there was reshoots. Do you like know two years ago? Do you know any specifics? Does anyone know anything, or is just we know that there were reshoots? I don't know any specifics. Fair enough. 
I think in like 2019 they had uh, reshoots. Hmm. Makes me wonder. Well, we know like we know something involving Lance Reddick at least was was a situation because he had one line in the movie. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Lance Reddick is in the opening titles and he gets one whole line. And on screen time, he's not even on screen. He shows up oh, for five seconds. And Jesus, then he goes. Lance, yeah. Lance Reddick was in this movie. Like, he, <laughs> that was his voice at the beginning. No, no, no. It was. Uh, he shows up in Hong Kong at some point, and he says a line. That's a complete fucking waste of Lance Reddick because that man's voice might be the best thing since James Earl Jones. I don't know. Well, that's the thing is like he clearly had a bigger storyline at some point, but throughout the reshoots and the the, the new edits and such, he probably got was cut he out. in the was he in the previous films? No. Okay. No. So they just completely wasted Lance Reddick. All right, got it. All right. Uh, just... He's. I believe Reddick has worked with Adam Wingard before, so Adam Wingard cast him hmm. originally, and okay. uh, as uh, you know. Throughout the process, eventually they cut him out, but I assume Adam Wingard wanted to give his friend at least one bit of screen time. So he was like, ah, can we leave this line in, please? And they're like, all right, fine. Fine. No, I um, I can't wait for the Snyder Cut to come on uh, on HBO Max. It's going to be great. <laughs> like, are, this is going to be the Snyder Cut of Godzilla versus Kong. This is gonna aren't be great. people, like, begging for a uh, director's cut of, uh, what the fuck is it, uh, Suicide Squad or something now, right? Probably, yeah, they'll probably get it. No, the yeah. last one. Yeah. Oh, because well, that one, it's not even canon anymore. They're just not, redoing at this point. Just stop asking for no, directors cut of DC sequel. movies and just start asking them to make good movies. They don't even use Will Smith. <laughs> he's not. He is. Idris Elba is not Deadshot. He he's sequels. a different character. I am. Um, who, who is he? Deathstroke. No, Will Smith no, doesn't do he's... sequels. Tell that to Men in Black Two. You son of a bitch. <laughs> he's uh, yeah, Blood Wild West Two. Oh God. He's playing. He's playing Bloodsport. Who the hell's that? Yeah, uh, D-list villain. I know Deathstroke. I I I just want. I, I think everybody's going to the DC and just being like, "I'll give you a redo. Go ahead." No, I know. <laughs> I'm not even Psylocke. doing that. I'm not even doing that. I'm just don't That's go to why DC you anymore. Don't watch the movie. Just don't anyway. give DC your money. Move on. Um, the storyline I could have done without. Was all of the Millie Bobby Brown? Can I talk about yes, that? I really that want to go ahead. Did not feel authentic. Um, I mean, largely, I think they did a lot of the human aspect of the movie pretty well. I and and I'm gonna. I'm, I was struggling to like remember what the word was, but every time with that whole Millie Bobby Brown like subplot where they're like in the, you know, they're going through the Mecha Godzilla facility and whatever, it's just bathos. It just your your tension is like sky high you're like breaking into a secret you know facility and then it's just comedy just it's just dumb jokes and this i had to look it up this movie's pg-13 this made it feel like a fucking kids movie to me yep. like at this point i thought i was watching fucking spy kids <laughs> you know like it it everything else like, about uh, yeah. this movie everything else Fun about fact, this movie i Millie really Bobby brown is gonna be the new spy kid no i'm just kidding no um, i would not be surprised at this point put spy kids on put spy kids on the schedule thanks ben don't yep. don't do that uh is um, spy kids is, yeah. is in the it's same got, universe it's directed by robert movies. rodriguez what'd you say chris spy kids is in the same universe as the machete movies yes it it is. Is. Yeah, that's true that's right yeah, yeah. true it really confirmed is. um but yeah i just i was just so 
I was just so done with it by the second, like lame, like fall flat joke. And I don't even think that like, you know, Millie Bobby Brown's a bad actress. I, you know, no, I, like I didn't think it. I just thought that it just, it didn't match the tone of the movie. It didn't match the tone of the scene. And it just took me out of it. Like everything else was cool. The hollow earth stuff was cool. You know, like, um, all of the stuff with like the, the deaf girl, I can't remember. I don't remember what her Gia. name is. Uh, yeah, she, all of that's like played for like, you know, sympathy for Kong. Yeah. It's played straight. Why did they have to feel the need to inject this like needless, like comedy? Well, if you look at Millie Bobby Brown's uh, contract after the last movie, she was supposed to. No, I, I well, literally she, thought you were going for that. She has a super her storyline in the in the King of Monsters, while also not the best part of King of the Monsters, uh, is actually quite heavy. It's it's uh-huh. way heavier in that in that one. So it is well, I, maybe I'd like that better. It's it, I, her, do, her, I don't like how they made her like a conspiracy weirdo. Yeah, like, I didn't that know that was either. way yeah. different than how she was in King of the Monsters. Yeah, it was it was very weird, very well, out of like like she she grows up after three years and decides mm-hmm. to become well, a conspiracy nut. Think, like now she's just someone I hate. Well, I think that's more yeah. a part of mom's dead, dad's always busy. All she's got is her weird fucking internet podcasts. Did her mom die at the end of that? I can't remember. Yeah, mom's dead. Okay, she did. Because I remember being confused about that. I'm like, I don't remember her dying. Oh, Jesus. Anyway. I don't know. I, I didn't see King of the Monsters. I, I want to see it now. But, it, you know, they, um, I, I feel like they played it pretty straight in uh, the Brian Cranston Godzilla movie a few years ago. I liked that one a lot, too. That, I that didn't seem to not, you know, play play this you was know, that I the mean, one it's with a, it's, uh, a, it's a big fighting monster movie? James Arnold still. Taylor, whatever the fuck his name is. I don't know. James Arnold uh, Taylor. Who, who the fuck is? Oh, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Jonathan Aaron Taylor, Taylor Johnson. Thomas. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Thank you. I, uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm with you, Miller. Uh, that's a polarizing film. Um, I'm not a fan of Gareth Edwards at all. I think he single-handedly made the worst Star Wars film of all time. See, I disagree, but, but yeah, uh, that's I, fine. I hate, I hate Rogue One, so I'm, I'm right oh there. Oh my with God, it. you guys should start your own podcast. <laughs> Collins so out, Chris is in. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Fuck it, you know what? If it fits, it fits. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, uh, I I liked Godzilla 2014. Um. Be, for what it is, that's that's the caveat with it. Godzilla isn't a character in that movie at all. He is a force of nature, and the movie is played as a disaster film rather than a, a kaiju film. And if they were honest with us from the beginning that that's what they that that's what they were presenting, I think it would have been much better received by fans. But because they weren't, because they were like, "Oh, Godzilla America reboot. This is where Godzilla really starts." Fans walked out feeling let down by it, um, and and as a result, King of the Monsters had some some big shit to to fix, and it did. But but I think it's cool. I think the whole kaiju as a disaster film rather than as a as a, just a, a brawl film is a, is a neat idea. It's fre- it's a fresh take, and uh, it reminded me a lot of Cloverfield, which you know I love that film. What, and what was the the it was. It was by a Mexican director, wasn't it? Who did that where it was a giant monster film, but it was Guillermo del Toro? But it was like it was kinda like Cloverfield, but it was like 
it was a disaster movie. It was told from mm. what happens after the monsters were there kind of thing. Is it a movie Monsters? Oh, nine? Is that what it is? What do you call it? Nine? No, what Chris no, was saying. Nine. Oh. Monsters, yeah. Gareth Edwards did that movie. That's monsters? what got him the job on Godzilla. It oh, takes place go. in Mexico, I think. That's what it was. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, I, uh, I thought that was really well done. Yeah, 2010. Monsters. Interesting. I'll have to check that out. That sounds interesting. <clears throat> I want. I wanted to go somewhere real quick. I, Chris probably can contribute a lot to this. Um, I wanted to ask about. I know that throughout Godzilla, there's always kind of this subtext of humanity destroying itself, and how humanity is lately destroying itself, sort of thing. Because, I mean, in the original, like you know, like the. Oof, old old Godzilla movies like I, I maybe I'm mistaken about that wasn't that more about nuclear war and you know um you know how how humans are destroying the planet is that is that the sort of thing that I, I was picking up from the original films yeah that's okay. the, well the, fir- the first one okay. after that one he, they became like superhero movies got it got it so basically that the first one was sort of that spiritual you know that that sort of idea and then after that, it's just kind of like, eh, it's Godzilla. Is that the sort of, yeah, yeah that's the sort of, okay, got it. Because I was like trying to look for it. I was like, okay, well, so what's the disaster the original, that we're looking at? The original King Kong versus Godzilla was a commentary on um, like commercialism. Because mm-hmm. the, like the, well, the Japanese version, it's all about a pharmaceutical company trying to get a new mascot so they can sell their pharmaceuticals. So on the island that they get their the main ingredient for their medicine from this like berry juice they find king kong they decide to bring him back to japan to be their mascot <laughs> <laughs> <That's> so funny <laughs> i don't see the problem I do, I do not see and, the problem and, and then in the meantime godzilla wakes up from an iceberg and heads to japan and that's what happens that's all awesome. awesome. shit he's awesome. like you could have fucking this movie asked was a critique me of capitalism man <laughs> he's like i would have been your mascot now I gotta kill this motherfucker. Dude, I'm right here. I'm a giant lizard. <laughs> this guy isn't even union, guys. Like, <laughs> this guy's not even. That Japanese. guy can't even shoot shit out of his mouth. Come on. Come on. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, this guy's got shit in his ass hair. <laughs> <What>? Miller. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's a real concern. I mean, it's I not. Guess. It's not. A, it's. It's true. I mean, it's not untrue. You know. He's a fucking monkey. <laughs> He's a fucking monkey. Look Did at you the not see him scratch his... his ass when he woke up? Shit in his ass hair. I mean, isn't it kind of weird? We've never seen his poop, though. Like in any of the King Kong movies, you never see his poop. Thank Maybe you. He's like a cat and berries. You would I think they'd you. stumble upon it at one you point. Would, yeah, you would think it would be all over the island. Yeah, but I kind problems. of write that into the same. He's a monkey. He's got to throw it. Th- that's you know? in the same line as me playing Skyrim and saying, I haven't shat for days. How is that not his attack? How is that not his main attack as throwing shit at Godzilla? <laughs> And, and it's, it's official. So, it's like molten. It's like molten hot shit. There we go. And Perfect. He just throws, and it can like corrode steel. This movie oh could have God. been a ten out of ten if God, if Kong just whipped some shit at Godzilla at just some point in the fight. Can you imagine? Like Godzilla's walking away after he just stomped Kong into the <laughs> ground, and he's walking away, and then just splat. <laughs> oh, be better just... if he smells it first. He like. <laughs> 
And he like gets concerned, and all of a sudden you just hear the the thwack of yeah. the ship <laughs> in the back of his head. <laughs> ten out of ten would see again. Would see again, one hundred percent. Legendary. Goes, ooh, ooh, ah, ah. Legendary. You need to go. You need to um, email Chris. You can. Uh, yeah, you can reach us at sci-fi cross sections at gmail dot com, uh, and we will pass along his information so that he can start making your next movies. Um, I. Uh, because Kong and Godzilla will return for the Monster <laughs> Vengers. That's when the That's, real shit goes down. So, pardon my ignorance because I, I don't know enough about the universe that exists, but what mm-hmm. else can we expect in the future? Like, who's coming? Gigan. I, so, Gigan, I, so, I heard mentioned. I like. I think this movie sets it up for Kong and Godzilla to go their separate ways perfectly. Like Kong can have his adventures in the hollow earth. Godzilla can do whatever um, above earth, but I don't know. I had like this, I thought it was a cool idea for uh, like another Kong movie where he finds another of his kind, but it's, he's not exactly good. Mm, there could be like, like battle for not the necessarily throne. an evil Kong. Yeah, like just a a Kong that's already ruling the Hollow Earth, and they don't exactly see eye to eye. Mm. Or what if it's a female Kong? And there's they did that already. Ba- well, here, but check this out. King Kong lives. But dude, check this out. This Horrible will be a, this will be a fucking rom com. Because <laughs> now we know rom-com. he can communicate. This will be a rom com. Rom com. And it and starts out eat. with them not liking each other, but he's opening up a bookstore, uh, a, a mega big book, a big bookstore, and he's going to overtake her small mom and pop bookstore. No, 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 I think he. It's about him opening up a school for deaf children on, in the Hollow Earth. Yeah, and I like it. He, he just teaches sign language, and it's a really a heartfelt movie. He, yeah. a lizard learns sign language. A snake <laughs> learns sign language. He meets, he, meets a, he, he meets a single mom. He meets a single mom. How okay, who died? Kongs? Who, who? She doesn't know that he was the one, you know, doing the battle. He died in the Hong Kong disaster, and but they fall in love. Oh, and then, I'm, and I'm the sick dr- of these she, monkey she savior movies. She fell into the Hong Kong hole, landed in the mm-hmm. Hollow Earth, woke exactly. up, thinks she's in heaven. Yeah. But it's really a story yeah. about a giant gorilla teaching her sign language, and she thinks she's dreaming and it's in heaven, but it's he, actually her new life. He teaches her He teaches her sign language, but really, he's teaching her how to love. And how to feel. Exactly. <laughs> Perfect. I, I like that the whole time she thinks it's a dream, because it's just too ridiculous to be real. It's like, okay, yeah, monkey, all right. Like, oh, sign language uh, school. Yeah, home, home. <laughs> I, um, this guy just keeps saying home over and over again. I was going to go, if Kong and E.T. met each other, that's really all they would say. That's true. <laughs> no, you're right. You're absolutely 100%. Oh, man. <clears throat> now, I, uh, that's the crossover we need. Okay. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. So There's something I, I wanted to say, and this is really has nothing to do with anything other than science. Um, so, and it's, it's very interesting, and I think they start to, to, like, sort of lean into this more as time goes on. There's a fact about creatures that grow, right? The size of creatures. As a creature grows, it's not that, you know, it's not the amount of energy required to move for a creature is cubic. 
right? So like, you know, let's say I require three energies, whatever. Well, as I, if I were to double, I would require what, uh, three to say nine, and then it would go to 27, go to, so in order for Godzilla to exist, the massive nuclear reactor that would have to exist in him is insane. Now, being that it is a monster movie, I get it. I get yeah. it. I just thought that would be that was a thought that I had when I was watching the film, and I thought maybe other science nerds would would like to hear that and maybe look up more information they, on Google. They kind of go into that in King of the Monsters. Yes. Okay. Um, okay. He has like an underground cavern that's like super radioactive, where he like rests to recharge. I need to see this movie, but it's not I need like. To see this movie. But most importantly, and this is this is really like the true answer to it all, uh, he is a giant uh, lizard. <laughs> giant radioactive lizard that just wants right. to fuck on other giant monsters. All right, <laughs> I concede. That's, you're right, you're right. Yeah, watch King of the Monsters. Everyone. Cool, we'll do. We'll do. I plan to. Oh, I plan to. It's on the short list for sure. I believe kind of it's a, on HBO Max right now. Kind of mm-hmm. ashamed that yeah. I didn't watch it before this, but, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, so does anyone else have anything they want to pick apart on this movie? No, I think I, I got to my nuclear reactor reactor point, so I'm good. Oh, okay, uh, Chris, d- if there's anything else you feel like we didn't explore that you want us to, feel free. I don't think so. I think we we covered a lot of it. Yeah, awesome. Um, so, uh, Chris, uh, as you know, at this point, we go around the table and we say good sci-fi or bad sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to save you for last. Okay. Um. And I'm, in fact, going to start with uh, Ben Young. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, you know what? I'm going to say it. Good sci-fi. It really is. Uh, is it heady? No. Uh, but is it is it like comedy that's like just like silly jokes and and nonstop doesn't have anything to say? No, not that either. I think I think it has things to say. It it says stuff about like our world and and capitalism and the the damage we we do on on the this you know godzilla has always been a representative of nature and the harm we've already done on it and he as we continue to do more harm on him he continues to come back to punish us and godzilla as as a result this the series has always been in my mind good sci-fi to to an extent and uh it's just all about how well it's done whether you know i enjoy it or not and i think this movie is done very well and it has a lot to say not just in how we treat our planet but also in the power of working together and setting aside your differences to beat the shit out of the capitalist cronies Godzilla and and Kong are two sectarian leftists, and they set their differences aside at the end of it all. <laughs> That's all. Good sci-fi, and I mean it. This is this is real. It's it's good sci-fi at the lowest end of good, but it's good. All right. Thank you, Ben. Bill Jarvis. I mean, okay, so I'm going to say, obviously, this is not as good sci-fi as the Ma- Matthew Broderick film, but I will say <laughs> that... <laughs> I can't believe we got through this without talking about <laughs> Right? Seriously. That, uh, almost, that movie uh... is so bad. That movie was so bad that they uh, they retconned that, like, the monster in that movie, and mm-hmm. it's 
actual name is Zilla. It's an actual character in the Godzilla universe yep. named Zilla. I heard that, yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. They Got didn't, it. They didn't like it having the same name as the actual Godzilla. Got it. So they're just like, yep, that's not that's not real. Um I uh yeah, no, I, I think uh I think I sort of agree with Ben. I think I'd definitely stick to the okay side, but a high end of the okay. So we're just winding up on two sides of the border. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, no, I, I agree with everything you said and it's it does exactly what it sets out to do. And that's all I can ask for. So yeah. All right, thank you, Bill. Andrew Charles Miller. I am gonna say uh this was good sci fi. Um I liked it. Um I liked that they didn't really overly explain anything that was going on. I feel like, I mean, with the, with the problems I had with the human drama aspect of it, if they really got too much into like the deep science of everything, I would just, I feel like that would be maybe be a little bit boring or a little bit like esoteric or something. But, uh, I, I like what they did with it. Um, looking forward to, uh, the inevitable sequels, the buddy cop, uh, TV spinoff uh, with Kong and Godzilla, <laughs> written by uh, as, uh, two, Roberto two, Orsi two, two and, renegade uh, cops on the on the lookout for evil giant monsters. Godzilla smoking a cigarette. I'm getting too old for this shit. Kong definitely has a fedora. God damn it, Johnny Kong! <laughs> Johnny we Kong. got another kaiju on the loose. <laughs> we got a kaiju down at the bay. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Uh, all right, thank you. Um, um, yeah, I guess that's the end of my sentence. <laughs> <laughs> that's the new period. That's the new period. Is I guess that's the end of my sentence. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the best way to do it at this point. Um, yeah, that'd be real brief. I thought it was good sci-fi. Um, if you actually just look past the giant monsters fighting each other, and you know the giant monsters destroying Hong Kong. It's hard to because they're so big. But, they're so okay. big. It's really hard to see past them. But um, <laughs> no, I think at the end of the day, there are not just this movie, but the franchise as a whole, there are things to take away from this. Uh, a lot to do with humans destroying their environment. Uh, and also, we you know, you looked at consumerism and stuff like that. I think that is very powerful. And I'm glad that they are at least trying to put those um, messages within these movies. Good sci-fi. really is. On top of that, I thought it was a great movie. All the exposition where I was just like, you normally would roll your eyes. I'm like, yeah, thanks. Get that out of the way. Let's keep going. So, mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed it. really did. So, yeah. Uh, Alright, Chris. What did you think? I think it was good sci-fi. Um, you know, it's fun. It's fantastical. Um, you know, it's it's giant monsters going into the center of the earth. Like you, it's, it's, it's stuff you just can't see in real life and you never will. And, um, that, I think that's what makes sci-fi great. Yeah, That's a good point. I like that. Oh, really? That's I love it. sometimes that's what you need to make sci-fi great. We've watched a lot of things that should have been good sci-fi that ended up being bad because they were too ambitious. Yeah, Absolutely. All right. Oh, I can't believe I totally forgot. I did have one more thing I just wanted to Do say. And Do I just now. wanted to say, because Chris said fantastical and I remembered it. That aircraft carrier scene will go down in history uh, when it comes to action movies. Like, it is just cool. so that, fucking good. Again, that's a callback to the original Godzilla vs. Kong. Really? Um, yeah, because they. 
So they, they drug Kong after his first fight with Godzilla. And they put him to sleep and they need to find a way to carry him to Godzilla again. Because they, they build a battle arena in, <laughs> in the countryside, right? So they lure Godzilla there and they airlift Kong to the battle site. That way with balloons and a giant net. <laughs> that makes sense. We should have watched I that movie. It. Holy yeah. shit. I want to go back and watch that one. Maybe we can. That's someday. one of those that I missed back in the day. That's going to be my birthday movie. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. All right, folks. There you have it. That is our collective take on Godzilla versus Kong. I hope you enjoyed that because we sure as fuck did. If you have not seen the movie yet, why the fuck are you still here? But also go see the movie. Um, God, I'm so messed up on the schedule. Ben, is next week 100? Next week. Start the music now, Miller. Next week, you've been here for 99 episodes, and now you will be here for 100 episodes. The 100th episode spectacular of Sci-Fi Cross-Sections in which we cover the highly requested, demanded by thousands, most influential sci-fi film of our time. Stanley Kubrick's 2001 A Space Odyssey. That was the music. I thought it was. I was about to say The Room with Tommy Wiseau, but I like that. Battlefield Earth is so much better. Uh, Just in time for the uh, anniversary. Yep, yep. This is the anniversary month of 2001, so it all worked out. Uh, and, and you should watch it. I've never seen 2001. Oh my shockingly. God. Um, so I'm very, very excited to be oh watching it for the God. first time with all of you. And I don't want to say anything for sure, but we're trying really hard. Jason might be back next week. Ooh. I don't know if I'd promise that. Yeah. Might. I, you I were said say, might. We're trying, re- we're trying really hard to get Stanley Kubrick on this episode. Yeah. And, oh, man. Guess what? He's here! Uh, we have a Ouija that board. That would be incredible. That would be absolutely incredible. Yeah. Um, uh, I'll write him a letter and ask him to, to, to join your show. Uh, Just gonna drop it on his grave. Chris, thank you so much for joining us on this one. Uh, I don't think I could... Yeah, I don't thank think you so much for letting me on the show i don't think i could have done an episode on godzilla without you being here so i'm i'm glad this all worked out really uh you brought great insight i appreciate it you're literally the resident expert on uh, godzilla and uh, if you know sometime in the future if we can get you back on for another episode that would be awesome uh i i know that we're probably going to be more willing to do things involving this subject line in the future so uh, I definitely want to revisit Godzilla in some point. Guys, I'm involved in a uh, a new new channel on YouTube. Ooh. Um my my good friend uh BJCP judge Aaron um from the uh Ileana Beer Beerackers Union and I have started a uh beer a, a sort of a um a th- where it's a three par- three-pronged show. We talk about home brewing, we talk about beer judging, and we talk about just tasting craft beer in general. So it has nothing to do with sci-fi. <laughs> <laughs> um, the channel is called uh, Taste for Adventure. We're on YouTube. Um, we've got uh, some episodes out now. I can't remember how many. We might have three or four. 
but we've got a lot of episodes in the hopper and uh we're both really excited about it we've got a uh we've got the format locked down now so uh check out taste for adventure we'll drop the, we'll YouTube. put the link in the description too yeah that too but yeah folks there you have it until next time 